Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live Podcast. I am your host, Edgar Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the Pool Boy Nicholas. Today, we're answering some of the questions that were sent in by you, the pool pros, and I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the SPPA, Ultimate Pool Tools, Pool Invoice, Blu-ray, Aquastar, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and our friends at Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. John, good evening. Good evening. How you doing? It's crunch time. It's the eve of... The night before the Western show. Feels like Christmas Eve. It does. We've been waiting for this for a while now. We've been preparing for this. we got a lot going on, the 10 classes that we have teaching, and it's finally here. That's all I can say. And we still have the awards that we do, but every time we put all the prep and preparation into getting the awards going, and then we start week of prior to the awards, and then the night you're running through checklists, trying to figure things out, making sure you take care of everything here at home with work, business, and then making sure we got all our ducks in a row for the production that we're going to have. And it's not so much stressful, but it's more exciting and we're there, right? We've been building up for this and it's finally going to happen. So I'm looking forward to it. We still got a lot to do before we can leave tomorrow, but it doesn't matter how much you prepare. We still got a lot to do and we're probably going to be up until two o'clock in the morning, getting everything prepped up to go. But if we forget anything, I'm only about two and a half hours away. And I guess I can just take a drive back. It's not like when we go out to Texas or we're flying out somewhere else and then whatever it is and you can't really come back. So at least I got that working for me. But other than that, man, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there, getting to see all our friends, everybody that supports us, and then getting to spend time with those instructors, with our instructors, and then getting to sit in those classes and do the education because we love educating and that's why we're doing this. And to have that ability to reach out and talk to so many people, because when we did it last year at the Western Show, it was pretty amazing, the feedback that we got and the response that we got. And it really lit a fire under our butts, motivated us to put this program together for the following year. And now instead of teaching the two classes, now we're going to be teaching 10 courses with instructors. I'm excited. How do you feel, Edgar? I have been, I think the last probably like three or four days, my whole workload or stress feels like it just reached the end of it. Like we got there, we got to the finish line. It is what it is at this point. 
Like we were joking around, oh, well, we forgot a banner, right? Oh, well, it is what it is. You get to that point where it's like, you're going to do what you're going to do and you're ready and you're all in. I think a lot of the time, John was just so spent trying to get this app ready for the show because we had partnered with them and said, hey, we'll have the app ready, the Pumain University app ready for the show. And people had to fly out to Dallas and we had to shoot and on green screen and edit and get the videos in and get it all done at the same time, making sure that the app was working and working the bugs out of the app. So to me, I felt like, oh my God, what happens if the app's not ready? We've talked about it. It was in the magazine. We've done everything. What happens if it's not ready? And so I think a lot of it was the buildup. And once we got there and we got the app to where it's working fine now and we're good and we've got all the collateral and we've got everything now, it's just, John, I feel like 300 pounds came off my back and I'm just like, I'm ready to enjoy it. Even jumping on the podcast now, it's like a relief and I'm ready to have fun and I'm ready to, like you said, get out there and hang out with people and have a great time and get these instructors hang out with them and do the classes and do all that stuff. I'm telling you, it's like Christmas Eve, like a little kid. I'm just waiting for tomorrow. That's what I love about you. And most people, when it comes down to the stuff that we do and the stuff we prepare for and orchestrating every little tiny piece and detail and things that need to happen, because there's a lot of heart effort that goes into it, right? It's not just stuff that gets thrown together. And anybody who's experienced anything that we've put together, I would hope that they would also see the dedication and the work that went into it. It's not just something sloppy put together and we're satisfied with it. We're very meticulous and we want whatever we're going to put effort into, we want to, it's either go big or go home, right? There's no half-ass in anything that we do. But most people usually get really stressed out all the way up until the event and then stressed out during the event. And then after the event, you get that fresh breath of air, that relief. But with you, it's different. We are like pedal to the metal and checklists and things that need to get done. This dad, we have this, we have that, all this stuff that needs to get put together and all these puzzle pieces that need to fall into place because it's not just us three that we have to control and get things done, but we have to rely on a bunch of other people especially for this course in the Western show and doing all that work and trying to orchestrate people coming down and getting the content ready so that we can get the app online. And so it could be ready by then and all the signage and all the media and all the, just everything that goes into it. Usually you get really stressed, but with you, right when we hit that finish line, it's not finish line at the end of the show. Finish line is once everything's done. And then after that, we're like, all's good. We did everything we could, and what are we going to do? There's nothing to stress about right now. We're just going to give it our best and give it our 100%, and it is what it is because we can't change anything right now. We're committed. So I do love that about you because it's more of just like, yep, let's go and let's go get it. And I think that's what makes it more genuine when we're out there training and talking to people. It's not this robotic type thing. We're doing this because we love doing it, and that's why we're doing it. So I'm excited as hell. I can't wait. To me, it's because we enjoy getting together with all these people and hanging out. Like I called Benny today. I'm like, hey, Benny, I know that you're bringing your camera and here's the mic thing that I'm going to bring. And he wants to do some video stuff and he's excited about it. So I'm calling him, talking to him about it. And, And that's what I'm looking forward to, the outlook. You get to go time, right? You get to the finish line before the show. And at this stage, what we got to do is make sure that we enjoy the show and that we enjoy hanging out with people and doing what it is. Because once those days are gone, that's it. It's in the past. And the last thing that I'm going to want to do is stress out over 
oh, we forgot a banner or, oh, this case might be. It's like, no, no, now I'm in full mode. Let's enjoy it. Let's have a good time so that on the other end, we could just figure out what we needed to fix and move on. I think what you said is real important. It's we can't forget why we're doing this, right? We're doing it for the industry. We're doing it for our friends, the people that we know out there that we interact with. And when we're looking forward to the show, that's what we're looking forward to. Us doing the courses, us having the booth, us doing this or that. That's a part of it. But what our real love is interacting with, you know, the people that we know or that want to do better and want to better than industry. So, yeah, and I'm totally stoked. I can't wait. It's like you said at the awards, it's like a high school reunion, but with people you want to hang out with. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I do want to take a second, John, and I better do a good job of that tomorrow. I better get them all on the phone. I'm going to have them come back and listen to this podcast, but to our entire team that has worked so hard. And John, <laughs> they have taken my crap the whole time because it, it gets to times where I get stressed and I put a lot of pressure on them and I give them tight turnarounds. And I know that a lot of times they sit there and go, oh man, wow, like we need to get this chunk of this project done in this time frame. Like, wow, that's not enough time. And they've stuck along with this entire project. They've learned the project. And again, they've worked with me for a while and working on some stuff. But you know, to all four of them, the backend developer, the app developer, the iOS, the Android, to our project manager, to just everybody that has been working on this project, I think we need to give them a big, huge shout out because at the end of the day, they're the ones that did it. We had the vision, <laughs> yeah, but, right. but they're the ones that did all the work. And they're so awesome because they know that we're going to go to the show and that the app's taken off. And to them, John, they're just excited as we are, right? And so they're sending me messages and they're calling me this morning on video calls. And are you ready to go? And I'm like, oh, I got one more day. And they're just all excited. You know what, to all four of you, big, huge shout out to all you guys and girls that have worked on this to make this possible. We, we definitely couldn't do it without you guys. So without a question. Yep. yep. Everybody listening today, we're going to do a little bit of a short podcast because it is Tuesday night, 1020 at night, right? We got to get the podcast ready for Friday so that we have something for Monday. So this podcast is going to come out, but it's going to be right after the show. Even though, John, I'm going to be excited to do the next podcast to talk about the show to see how it went. We have a couple questions here that were sent in. And unfortunately, I am going to take the blame and apologize because somebody had asked about the branding class that we're going to do because they were going to look at taking another class. So I did reach out to them, but yeah, I like getting these questions and answering them on time, but we've been so crazy with all the podcasts and getting ready that we've got a couple questions. Actually, we have a laundry list of questions that we haven't answered. So I wanted to jump in and go through a couple of these questions. So John, let's jump in really quick today and hit on a couple of these and uh, see if we can start to make some headways on here. First question is, how important is asking for customer reviews and how can I make it easier for them to leave reviews? Do you want me to go first? Sure. You want to go first? Go for it. Sure. No problem. So I will tell you this, very important that you have a review strategy and it's not just a review strategy for getting reviews, but it's also a review strategy on on how you're going to handle those reviews, because not all reviews are going to be good. So you have to have a big, long strategic plan. And it's exactly what I'm saying. It's a strategic plan. You need to sit down and you need to look at every aspect of it and put a game plan in place. And, you know, reviews for a starting 
company can be huge. It could bring you a lot of business and think it's very important as you're growing to be able to get reviews from customers. And there's a couple of things that you can do. Specifically, if you're one polar out there and you're talking to customers, you have the relationship with those customers to know who's going to give you a good review, to who is that person that you can trust. And let's say that John's my customer and I'm out talking to John and John's really happy about the service. And oh my God, Edgar, you do such a great job. My pool looks great, blah, blah. You know, your strategy can be, hey, John, I really appreciate that. Do you think I could get you to go to Google or go to Yelp, whatever platform it is that you use? And would you be so kind as to put a review on there for me so that it helps my business? You're doing it one-on-one. You're a one-polar. You're building off of that relationship. So that could be strategy one. The other strategy could be you could do on your invoices. You could put little notes on there for the customers to leave a review if they're happy. There's other things that you can do. You do a repair, right? There's another pinpoint, another opportunity to go back. So maybe you don't see that customer all the time, but you went and you did a repair. They were there. They're very happy about it. Boom. That's another opportunity to do that. And then the other thing that you could do is you could do inserts into your invoices or mailers or whatever it is that you do to your customers to be able to get them to leave you reviews. But I really suggest, especially starting at the beginning, if you're going on Google, if you're getting on Yelp, people are going to look you up. They're going to research you for sure. And having some good reviews is going to give that confidence to that customer to use your service. Now, with that said, Remember, we just talked about response strategy and you need to respond to all of those negative reviews. So if you do get a negative review, you know what? It's not fun. We don't like getting negative reviews. I've gotten negative reviews, right? But it's how you handle that situation that sets you up for the next customer. And so what I would recommend is every time that you have a negative review, that you go back to that review and you answer the customer and say, I really apologize that we couldn't live up to your standards. Why don't you give me a call? I would love to discuss this with you and try to make sure that you're happy and that you're satisfied. Now what that does is somebody comes and reads that negative review and reads what you responded. Those people are going to say, look, Edgar's willing to go and acknowledge that there was an issue. And now he's reaching out to go ahead and deal with that customer and try to make them happy. It humanizes you into that review process. What you don't want to do is you don't want to get into the bickering. And it's very hard because when somebody leaves a negative review, they're attacking you. And a natural response is to go right back into the attack. That's when you got to take those deep breath, strategize what it is that you're going to respond, how you're going to respond. And then that will put you in a better situation where you have the good reviews. If for some reason you have a bad review, people said, hey, John said, give me a call. Let's figure this out. Let's work this out. That's what they're going to want, that if something doesn't go right, that we're going to reach out to them. Yeah, you hit on a lot of good points. And I believe, especially nowadays in this day and age, your online presence and reviews from current clients and past clients plays a huge role. We have to shift through when you're hiring a contractor, you're hiring a service, you have to find a way to, you know, in this day and age, if that's not a name brand or you're not this huge, well-known brand out in your area, 
the quickest way for a customer to size you up is to look at your online presence and then follow up and look at the reviews that have been left from prior clients. So it's a very important part of any business. And if you think that you can just put your head in the sand and pretend like it's not a factor or you shouldn't focus on it or you shouldn't at least pay attention to it, it can turn around and bite you in the butt down the road. I think personally, I've been around and I've done business with companies that, and they're very eager and they like, they do things which I don't agree with. Like, hey, if you do this, leave us a five-star review. We'll give you X amount off on your whatever, on your service. That's not the type of approach that I like to do. I think that is in those types of reviews and those types of things people can see through. I believe in when it comes down to if you're going to ask for a review, you got to do it one of a couple ways. Like Edgar, you brought up a great point. You can put them in like your invoice or in an email and word it in a way like, hey, if you love how we're servicing or you love what we're doing or da 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 da. If you think we're worthy of a great review or a five-star review, we'd love to hear your feedback. Give a link for them to click on that takes them straight to the page that they're going to leave the review so that it makes it as easy as possible for them. But I'd also to add on there, I go, nobody's perfect or whatever. If for some reason there's some opportunities for us to grow or areas where you believe that we can do better in, please reach out to us directly so that you can make us aware of it so we can do what we can so that we can rectify it. Opposed to saying, giving them out and saying, hey, look, if you don't think we're great and you have this tool here so you can go online to do this review, right? Make it as easy as possible and you're not very happy with us. Give us a shot to correct it first before you go out there and or make it better, whatever it may be, or maybe clear up a misunderstanding or a miscommunication or something before you go out there and do that. So, We personally don't do that simply because all our reviews that we've gotten have been very organic. I have done in the past when we first started. And when I get like a raving customer and it goes, oh my God, thank you so much. You're the only one I was able to fix it. Or I'll have a customer try to throw me a tip. And I'm like, you know what? No need, no necessary. What we charge is what we charge. I don't need to have a tip or anything like that. I'm just glad we were able to take care of you in the best way you can tip us or the best way that you can thank us and our company is if you could take five minutes and share your experience online through Google or through Yelp or something. And nine out of 10 times, if you knocked it out the park, they're going to jump on there and they're going to give you a raving review. And then you build it up organically that way. And then also too, like you were saying about negative reviews, it needs to be realistic because you can't make everybody happy. A negative review doesn't necessarily mean that you, as a business, you are operating incorrectly, or maybe that you're not a great business. There are a bunch of pricks out there, okay? Let's be honest. And there's some people that are very unreasonable and people that demand or expect or feel entitled or whatever it may be that are going to have that type of attitude and are just unreasonable people. And that's going to happen. And for instance, with us, for the longest time, we had five-star reviews constantly. We had no negative reviews. And I'm like, "Eh." and then finally, we ended up getting a two or three-star review. And I look at it when I read that review. And I think, remember, we talked about it a couple of years ago. Edgar. And I looked at it and I was like, this review, this negative review that I got was the best review I've ever had, period. And when you read it, it sounded like, wow, in everything that he explained and he went through and he talked about showed how much of an unreasonable prick he was and how we did everything correctly. And for multiple years, we've been servicing and taking care of the pool 
beautifully. He said it on there. Everything was gorgeous until this one time where he was being very unreasonable and didn't like the fact that when he came off, yeah, when he came off to us disrespectful, I politely told him that I want you to be happy. So if our service isn't satisfactory, then please go find somebody else. And he was upset that I fired him and he turned around and wrote a review. But anyways, I remember specifically, it was all the pools were trashed and you went out and then you cleaned the pools and stuff like that. And then he came out and he said that all the other pools in his street had been cleaned perfectly. And his was the only one that looked like crap. Remember that? Yeah. And I even said, I go, look, I came that day to service and I did. And I sent him a message and I go, look, literally the pool was mud. Mud. Yep. It was continuing to fall and it was just mud in the pool. And there was only so much we can do once that dirt needed to filter out and needed to settle. And I told him, I think it was like, it was a Wednesday. And I said that we're coming back again on Friday to do a cleanup on it once everything settles. But that wasn't good enough for him. He wanted it done all on Wednesday on his service day. And I said, look, dude, we had a hundred mile an hour winds. I go, you live next to a sand dune. Your pool is destroyed. I go, I'm not a magician. And I go, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to sit there and service your pool that way and spend five hours or however long I need to do when I also have other clients that are going through the same thing too. But anyways, what I'm getting at is I looked at it and I thought, wow, okay, that's great because it humanizes us, right? And makes us not look fake because there are a lot of pages out there. Just think of Amazon. How many times have you gone shopping on Amazon and you see a product that has like 10,000 five-star reviews and they're all bought and paid for? Because when you buy something on Amazon, someone says, hey, look, if you give us a five-star review, we're going to give you this. We're going to basically pay you for your opinion. And you know, it's fake and it's like, oh, can I really trust it? And you start to lose credibility. But when it comes to a business, it doesn't matter what company it is. It could be the greatest company in the world and they're going to have somebody who doesn't agree with them or it's going to review them bad. And if your reviews are unrealistic, people are going to be a little hesitant in believing that what it is is true or what they're saying online is true. And not to keep talking about the same thing again, but why I was saying that negative review was so great because I actually picked up, I think maybe over the years, I probably picked up like five or six clients off that review, which was an aha moment for me. I was like, what? I would have conversations with clients and they're like, yeah, I was reading through reviews. They're amazing and blah, 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 blah. And you're the type of company. And I also read the review from, and they would say a name or they would say whatever, whatever. And I had quite the chuckle. That's what they were saying. It would be like an icebreaker and a conversation starter. We would talk about it. And we probably picked up, like I said, that I know of at least six accounts where they told me over the phone that they read that review. And that review was one of the reasons why, along with the others, why they decided to call us and do business with us. So the reviews are going to come. You would just have to be, long story short, you should pay attention to them. They play a big factor in consumers' decisions today. I had another incident today as far as like reviews. And I told a client that we went out and we serviced, we went out there and did a quote and we went through the whole thing. And then I was there for about 30, 40 minutes with the gentleman going through different things, talking to him or chit-chatting. And then when I left, he calls me back up again. And I'm like, Hey bud, his name's bud. I go, Hey bud, how are you? Did you forget to ask me something? Or did you need something or something else? Another question I could ask And He's all, yeah, do you have a, it was old school, right? Can I get a list of references and clients that you service? And I go, unfortunately, no, I'm sorry, you can't. I go, I would never impose that or put you in a position to where I'd give your name and information out to a potential client so that they can praise my work or I can prove to you that 
please take the time to do your research. Here's my website. You could look online, look us up, da 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 whatever, whatever, and then base your decision off of that and off of the interaction we had today. I go, if that doesn't make you feel comfortable or that's a deal breaker, then by all means, we're not a good fit for each other because I'm not giving you a list of clients. And maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. I know other places, they give you a list of references and stuff like that. But he wanted to call up my current clients and talk to them about our service. And I'm like, dude, come on, we're servicing a pool here. It was a little interesting, but funny that this question got brought up today because again, I said, look, he's, oh, I already looked up your reviews and stuff like that. And I go, okay, we'll base your decision off of our interaction. And from there, so long story short, he hired us, we're starting, but it's important. Yeah. And you have to take advantage of the situations and it has to be a strategy. And when I say it has to be a strategy, you don't need to sit there and write a 10 page strategic plan but go out there and say, hey, for every five opportunities that I have to ask, I'm gonna ask four times for reviews. You have to make it an effort and you're gonna have to go, okay, every week I at least wanna ask three people for a review. And then that way it helps you build those reviews. It does. And look, one more thing is we all have our clients and we all know our interactions with our current clients and some of the people that we've serviced and people listening, you've serviced people probably for years, decades or whatever it may be. It's okay to, you know, what clients you have a great relationship with and you know that you've worked hard over the years. And if you got two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 years worth of history of great service, it's okay to pick and choose which clients you want to put together an email and say, hey, look, part of us growing and getting known and expanding and we want our clients to share their experience with or interactions with us as a company. If you can take the time to give us a review and you can cherry pick those clients oh, that yeah. you know cherry that are great. Them. And there's nothing wrong with that. And go, hey, look, if you have 50 accounts and 10 of them love you or 20 of them love you and you have a huge, great relationship with them, then it's okay to ask and say, hey, look, can you do us a favor? Take some time out of your day and share your thoughts about your interactions with us and my company because it'll really help us expand or help get our word out to other potential clients. And you'll be surprised. They'll be more than happy to do that. And they'll go out there and they'll write some raving reviews about you because rightfully so. It's not like you're coercing them or or you're tricking them into it or you're giving them something in exchange. You've worked hard for years servicing their pool and taking care of them. And it's okay to ask for them to go up there and let people know about it. So I would suggest do that first. Absolutely. Hey, John, I want to read a message here. So on the app, we had today a couple of people that were in the leaderboard. And so the pool assassin was one of them, but then it was JSC pool service. And so I went in and I had clicked on the monthly and he was up on the top. So I reposted that and I posted it and I tagged him and he was killing it. And as we're doing the podcast right now, I got a message from him and I want to read it because I think it's pretty cool. So he sends a message and he goes, just trying to show y'all some love and soaking up the information. Love the app. I listen to the podcast as frequently as possible. It's motivating. I know you want a big dog up at the top up there and that soon will be the case. Just know some of us little fellows have your back from the start. All my respect. So JSE, Big, huge shout out to you, first of all, for jumping on the app and for doing that. And the other thing, JSC, I kind of root for the underdog. So my money's on you, my friends. I just hope that you keep using the app and you're already at the top of the leaderboard. So all I want you to do is just continue to take those quizzes and stay on the top of that leaderboard because 
as of now, JSE, you are the big dog at the top of that list. So how badass is that, John? He is the big dog right now. That is awesome. And it's still not real yet. We did this. We got the app out and stuff. And I'm still trying to process it that we have that out there. And it puts a like a smile on my face to think that there's actually our folks are out there actually enjoying it, learning it, loving it, and getting something out of it because that's the whole purpose of us doing it. So I get a little giddy to hear that people are actually loving it and using it. So I can't wait to see how much more traction we get on it and how many more people get to benefit from it. Yeah, I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm super, super excited for you, JSE Pools. We are big fans for sure. Keep it up there, man. Want to see you continue to stay on the top of that leaderboard. Thanks so much for the follow and the support. That means a lot. And that's why we do this. We do it for those pool pros that are starting in the industry. We got your back just as much. So John, next question that came up here and it said, I heard that you should do a drain when your TDSs are about 1500 or above 1500. And then some other people say that that's not the case. Can you explain? Okay. So the rule of thumb is, and common practice is, it's not when your TDS is at 1500, it's when it's at 1500 above start. So that is the key. If we were draining pools at 1500, then we'd be dumping a lot more water than we need to. When you're measuring TDS, the way to do it properly is you need to take a measurement of the fill water, right? Or the water once it goes in, if you have the opportunity, once you fill the pool up where your starting TDS is or measure the TDS coming out the tap or what's filling the pool up. And if let's say that's at a thousand or that's at 800, then what you need to do is at that's your benchmark. So once it gets to 1500 above 1500 plus 800 or 1500 plus 500, so 2000, then that's when you should look into draining the pool. And then you also got to take into consideration if it has salt. So TDS is, you have to remove salt out of the equation too. So a lot of times I've had people go, Hey, look, my TDS is super high. It's at like 3000 or it's at 4000. And I'm like, is it a salt pool? Yeah. Okay. That's how much is your salt first? Let's remove the salt out of that equation. And then we'll find out what your TDS is. The rule of thumb is it's 1500 above fill or starting point. Okay. Here's one thing that I'll say about TDS is that you do really need to keep track of your TDSs. And a lot of times, obviously your TDSs don't go up that often. It's not like they're going to change from week to week, but you know, I talk to people that say, oh, I don't care about TDSs. It's not that big of a deal for me, but TDSs are something that you're going to have to manage. And I've had pools and I've been in situations where I've gone to help people. John, I went out and helped a buddy and pool was completely green. He went over, he shocked it, it cleared up. And two days later it was green again. And went through the water camera. He's like, oh my God, Edgar, everything's here. Everything's in line and here, 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 here. And I go, where's your TDS is at? Oh, I don't know, but they're fine. And always when you get to, oh, I don't know, but they're fine. That means that they haven't checked them. <laughs> and sure enough, went up to the pool, checked the TDSs, they were through the roof. And I'm like, doesn't matter what you add to that pool. It's not going to go do what it's intended. It's going to go fight with everything else just because your TDSs are just too high. So I know it's something that doesn't change that frequently, but it's something that you do need to take into account. And as you start to have problem pools, it's something that you're going to want to test and make sure that you address. And once those TDSs get up there, you're going to have to empty it. There's no choice to that. 
TDS is everything that you can't filter it out. You can't remove it. It's what you can't chemically remove or you can't physically filter out of the water. There's some theory and some people talking about that you can use alum or something like that and then maybe drop it or whatever. But when you have a high TDS pool and you'll start to notice it's hard to maintain free residual chlorine, the water looks really like dull. It's hard to manage it. It just becomes a pain in the butt. Ultimately, think of the pool as a huge bathtub. That's what we like to tell our clients and say, look, it's ultimately a big bathtub and it's just a lot bigger than a normal bathtub. And would you like to swim or use the same water over and over again? No, but we can't dump a pool out constantly. So we have mechanical filtration. We add chemicals, we put enzymes, we put oxidizers and stuff to help get rid of some of those contaminants out of the pool. But eventually there's only so much we can remove or get rid of to where the water just is not usable anymore and we need to dilute it, dump it, do reverse osmosis in order to clean that water back up. And once you get to that point, like I said, usually at, out the tap, you're not going to be higher than 500 parts per million usually. And that's usually where the starting point is. And then 1500 above that. So once you get up to 2000-ish is usually where the point is. If you have much higher TDS, just make sure you keep track of it write it down like we do. We use our service app and we have everything marked. Every pool is a little bit different and you have your starting point. And then when you do measure TDS, we probably measure TDS maybe twice a year, every six months. It's not something that we're really on top of every single month because you don't need to. Like what you said, Edgar, it's not something that changes that drastically. And over time, it does build up. And if you don't do something about it, then you can... We've had pools or before, especially when I started that were just, some pools are just unmanageable, man. Yeah. And it's like, I can't, there's nothing I could do to fix this pool, not stay clear. Right. And this pool right. is just a pain in the ass. It's because your water's trash. There's only so much you can do. do. And you just, sometimes you just got to reset and start over. And, and then after that, it's like, wow, what a difference. Your pool's a completely different pool. So hopefully that answered that question. Yeah. And the other thing is, especially when you're taking over pools, make sure that you check those TDSs when you're starting a pool brand new, because that's one situation that you don't want to get in, right? That you didn't check your TDSs three months in, you're starting to have issues. And now you got to tell that customer that you got to drain that pool. They're going to be like, how come you didn't talk about this before? That's a perfect opportunity to address it and be like, we got to either drain, we got to reverse osmosis, we got to do something with this water and take care of it there. Hey, John, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsor since it's a short podcast right now. And we'll come back and close up shop because we're ready to head out for the Western Pool and Spa Show. We'll be right back, everybody. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool 
Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in Phosfree and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast. Today, we're shooting a short episode because we are literally headed to the Western Pool and Spa Show. So this podcast will come out right after we are done with the Western Pool and Spa Show. John, I'm super excited. It's 11 o'clock at night. I need to run downstairs and finish packing because I got to go do a couple little running around in the morning. I got to go do some shopping for John. <laughs> yeah. And look, and I got to finally get to the list of things you asked me two months ago, I think, just to see how our relationship is and the stuff we go through. And poor Edgar, we talk about all the stuff that goes into it. And Edgar came up with a list of 
things that we have here in California that we're going to be taking there. So we're not shipping. We created a bunch of signs. Edgar had them shipped over here or Edgar created a bunch of signs, had them shipped over to my house. And I think I got them about a month ago. And they said, hey, look, let's look at them. Let's open them up and make sure they're good so that if there's any errors or mistakes, we have a chance to get them corrected and sent back. Here we are on the eve of the Western show. And 20 minutes before the podcast, I start sending Edgar pictures because I finally opened them up and I sent pictures. I go, look, we got lucky. They're all good. Yeah, we still have a lot to do. So that's why we're cutting this episode a little bit short. Edgar, I know, has a laundry list of stuff we haven't even packed yet. I do have Edgar going shopping for me and doing me a huge favor. And I appreciate you for that, my friend. Hopefully you don't get stopped. <laughs> I don't by go the to TSA jail. <laughs> and, and you don't go to jail, right? I'll bail you out, I promise, if something happens. But other than that, I got to get ready. I got to drop my truck off tomorrow. It's getting worked on at the shop. Still have a few pools that we have to take care of in the morning. I got to do one quick repair and then. So you'll be showing up tomorrow night, is what you're telling me. <laughs> I know the plane lands at what, two ish? Like 250, I think. Two fit. Oh, okay. Oh, that's think. better. We leave here at one. So, okay. If we leave at one, that is 11 o'clock. It's a longer flight here. It's like three hours and 15 minutes here uh-huh. from Texas. It may be a little bit longer because you're in long, about three hours and 15 minutes. So, that means if you leave at one, so that's 4.15 and then two. So, that's like 2.15. Maybe. What time do you take off? Like one o'clock. Yeah. So, like 2.15, 2.30, uh, you'll get here. Yeah. We land at 2.30. Yep. Yeah. It takes two and a half hours. Yeah. We'll figure it out. No sweat. We're flying into Long Beach, so it's close by. So we could take an Uber. If not, it's not that big of a deal. We are going to, and again, we are going to have dinner with Alicia. Alicia sent me a message today and she's like, hey, what are you doing? We don't have any plans. She goes, you guys want to do dinner? I'm like, Alicia, we're always in to have dinner with you. Are dinner. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm like, Alicia, you should know that we'll cut other plans to make plans with you, girl. Like that's how much we have your back. So everybody, I hope that you guys have a great rest of the week. Come back and catch us on Wednesday because this podcast will be out. Catch us Wednesday on the Instagram live. We'll be talking about the Western Pool and Spa Show. John, thanks so much for coming on and doing the podcast late at night. Really appreciate it. Everybody, we'll catch you on the next one. Have a great one. Bye. All right. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.